Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That's right, my friends. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. And, you know, I got a question for Joe Biden. If he thinks that he can solve, it's just amazing. This goes for Biden. This goes for any leftist Democrat out there who has all of the answers all the answers for politics, all the answers for America, I should say, through politics. Why can't, instead of passing legislation, why they, they can't even change their own families? Have you seen these Hunter Biden emails, excuse me, text messages, where he keeps referring to his attorney, who happens to be a White guy, probably a white liberal from Chicago, keeps referring to him as the N-word. Yes, that N-word. He keeps referring to him as the N-word in a series of text messages. I mean, these text messages are disturbing, by the way. Refers to him as the N-word. Biden says one of the reasons, of course, Biden still, I'm waiting for Biden to cure cancer and Alzheimer's. And what's the other one he said that he was going to... Diabetes. Yes, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's. He's going to cure those things. He promised the American people. I remember seeing this, commenting on it at the time, back during the campaign. He's going to cure those things. And they're going to come into power. The Democrats are after Trump. And they are going to solve everything from how much money people make in the marketplace. They're going to make everything perfectly fair. And they're going to end racism in America. Meanwhile, meanwhile, his son, Hunter, is texting the attorney, his own attorney, using the N-word. It's just a remarkable thing to watch and unfold before our eyes. This, of course, is how liberalism works. And by the way, let me pause. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. That is the email address, thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, and yes, even adoration and praise. But what law could have been written? This would be one of my questions to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, what would, President Biden, excuse me, what would be a law that you could pass to eliminate the racism, for example, in your son's tweets? Now, I'm not going to be one here that pretends that President Biden is responsible for everything that Hunter Biden does. That would be an irresponsible thing to say or do. But we do absolutely know how Trump's family was universally demonized from you know, as one collective group. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. This is how these people behave and act. And blah, 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 right? And Eric Trump, and especially Donald Trump Jr., and Ivanka. And of course, the former president Donald Trump all criticized roundly, almost as you know, as a group. Of course, no one the, the hatred for the president, President Trump, 
was so much greater than even the next the next level. Heck, Melania was thrown in there. Baron was thrown into the mix. Tiffany avoided most of it, um, but that's not even they, they they just the hatred spills over to the entire family. And I'm not suggesting that's the way to do this. I am simply pointing out that these folks, I think they can change the whole world by legislation, by the power of their personality, by the power of their ideas and what they want, by simply walking into the White House or stepping foot into Congress can somehow change problems pertaining to the human heart. And this goes to all sorts of issues, folks. This goes to how they look at gun control, right? They're going to control uh, and limit certain types of, of weapons. Some of these folks, no matter how much you hear people say that they do not, that, that no one is calling for um, your guns to be taken away from you, there are absolutely, without any question, people that call for that. That is not a, a valid argument. Now, you can say that the... You know, most in Congress aren't openly calling for those things. I suppose you could say that. Um, but if you look at their track record and you look at what they seem to desire, it is they're not they're not a group that thinks that you or I should have weapons. They're just they're not. Some folks openly call for this. Others don't openly call for it, but they call for continual limitations and regulations. And the lack of being able to purchase or get certain types of firearms or a certain number of firearms or a certain number of, uh, you can have a limited number of rounds in a magazine or whatever the case may be. That's how they look at this. And so they think, they think that they can legislate all of our problems away. Meanwhile, they ignore seemingly what to me is the most obvious issue of all, which is the heart of humanity, the heart of man. People choose to do bad things. People choose to do evil. People choose to be racist. People choose a number of things. Nothing, nothing in Washington, D.C. is going to change it. I'm not saying there should never be any laws about anything, but I am saying this, this again, these Hunter Biden, maybe I'll read some of these. I'm not comfortable reading them. I'm just going to be honest with you. These things are, I don't get offended. I'm not in that crowd. I, I don't sit here and find things to be offended about and just pout whenever somebody says something I don't, I don't like. I just roll with the flow as far as that goes. I might challenge the concept a little bit, but I don't get offended. That's a, that's a waste of an emotion. Um, I'm more likely to mock the stupidity of something that someone says versus get offended by it. But just listen to some of these texts. Some of these text messages. Um, let's see. How much money do I owe? This is Hunter Biden to his attorney, George Mazires. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. White guy, by the way. Right guy who, of course, if we listen to the narrative of the day by being white is part of the problem. Hunter Biden, by being white, is part of the problem. Joe Biden, by being white, is part of the problem. That's the way that the narrative goes. This speaker at Yale wants to take a revolver and shoot him. And what did she say yesterday? We, we, we played her. We didn't play the clip, but we read it. She said she would, what, half away or 
bounce away happily from the scene of the crime or some such thing, feeling no remorse whatsoever, feeling as though she did the world a favor by eliminating some random white guy. That's, of course, the problem today is white guys. And so we've got a white guy president who has a white son who has a white lawyer, a Chicago liberal, as far as I can tell you, texting one another, and the white son of the white president, Hunter Biden, says this, how much money in the text, how much money do I owe you? Because, insert the N word here, you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. That's one example. In fact, his attorney responded at one point, it's so annoying when you interject with frivolity. That's just one example. He also tweeted a meme, Biden did, Hunter Biden, of Biden, his father Joe Biden, and former President Barack Obama hugging. And the caption says this, Joe, Joe saying, can I say it just this once? Obama then Size, go ahead, Joe. And then Joe says, You my inward, Barack. I wonder what law President Biden could sign that would have prevented these racist texts from being sent. I wonder I wonder what speech Biden could have done, could have given, what words he could have spoken to change the thinking and the behavior and the heart of his son, Hunter Biden. I wonder that. Again, they think that their legislation, their speeches, their words, their actions, they can solve all the problems of humanity, things that can never be solved. By the way, we'll add it's for different reasons, but these are these are folks who you look at what's happened since January, what is it, 20th or whatever, when, when Biden was sworn in, noon on the 20th. And here we are now into June, and you look at what's happened in this country between illegal immigration, between um, Hamas and, and Israel, Iran not getting you know more aggressive. Iran is a big problem. They have been. The economy, there's 9.3 million, 9.3 million unfilled jobs in this country, 9.3 million. Congress supposedly passed a law uh, yesterday that's going to address some of this and production issues and all of that. We'll see how this, of course, turns out. But the, the truth is, the truth is everything's, everything these folks touch falls apart. Now, in fairness, not every issue in the world can be solved. And that's why I'm talking about Hunter Biden's text, because there is no law that would stop Hunter Biden from tweeting, or not tweeting, but texting racist comments to his attorney. There is no law for that. And I don't blame Joe Biden. I don't blame Kamala Harris. I don't blame Nancy Pelosi. I don't blame Chuck Schumer for that. I tell you what I do blame them for, for telling people that by electing them that they can somehow fix these problems. Problem is, we find out that behavior with, within the group that tells you that they can solve all the problems is typically worse than worse than the behavior of those they're trying to save America from in the case of President Trump. Again, you can imagine if 
Donald Trump Jr. had texts like this or if President Trump had texts like this. This did not happen. This did not exist for them. But yet they act. If you look at the media's reaction, you look at it, they act as though the Trump family was the one that was incredibly racist and so forth. Biden out there, think about what Biden said. You ain't black if you don't vote for him. Remember that? Saying just last week or the week before that black business entrepreneurs, um, black business owners are just as good as whites, which is true. But he adds that they the reason they struggle is because they can't find attorneys and accountants to hire. What? And how does that even make sense? Black business owners can't find attorneys or accountants? You really believe that? Attorneys and accountants, what, they won't work with black businesses? What is this even supposed to mean? Would Biden's attorney work with black clients? I see here in this Daily Mail article, which is what I'm referencing pertaining to the Hunter Biden text, that they believe that the hourly rate for this attorney is $845 an hour. You should read these texts if you haven't read them. This, to me, to me, this Hunter Biden is a disturbed, very uh, just uh, vulgar, just there's a lot of bad stuff, bad stuff there, a lot of bad stuff. And, of course, he's there's a lot of incriminating or damning evidence with the Biden family business dealings with all sorts of folks that. We're supposed to ignore because it's Biden, because he's a Democrat and he's here to save us from the former President Trump. And we're just supposed to ignore all these other factors. And, of course, the media does ignore it, which means a lot of American people ignore it. But again, I ask the question, what law would have prevented what law would have prevented Hunter Biden from not texting these racist things to his attorney? I would love to ask Joe Biden that because that. That question in and of itself, the, the answer, the true answer to that question shows how much of a, uh, well, straw man, how much of a uh, mirage this idea of liberalism is because they tell us they can solve all of these problems and yet they can't even address them in their own families, which again, I'm not blaming Biden. I'm simply saying don't tell us you can solve the problems of the world. Don't tell us that. If you can't even raise children or a child in this instance, now he's a 51-year-old man, but if you can't even make sure that you impact him in such a way, how in the world are your speeches going to change? How uh, society, how in the world, how in the world are you thinking or how in the world do people buy the notion that you can come into a political office, that you can step into a room and give a speech, that you can pass a law that's going to somehow change the heart and mind of people who behave like this. There's another factor. There's other factors and forces that have to be at play here for that to even be remotely close to happening. It's what I, it's what I learned when I was in Washington, D.C. as an intern all these years ago. It's really, the, I would even say, the premise of of why I'm doing this program can be traced back to this. And I guess I'll talk about that next segment. I'm just long in the segment. Quick timeout is necessary. You're listening to Conservative, not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute.
back. By the way, for those that just uh, that, that watched the program on uh, streaming the program, yeah, I had an issue here. First segment, we're up and running now, so sorry about that. This program brought to you in part by our friends at Freegee Auctioneers. FreegeeAuctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, Auctioneers.com. They um, provide auctioning. Well, they provide a whole host of auctions. In fact, they have an auction coming up here. It's an online auction only. It's an estate auction, and that is June 17th, noon Eastern time. And it's an online only auction, but they do what, firearms auctions, estate auctions, real estate auctions. They have their annual big boy toy auction, which was in April. In fact, my wife and I were at <clears throat> a Indy Fuel hockey game here a couple of weeks ago. Our kids, <laughs> we have what twelve, a 12, 10, and 7-year-old, soon to be 10-year-old, soon to be 12-year-old, but 12, 10, and 7. And they uh, they bought mom and dad tickets for the, their anniversary to the hockey game, which was great, and um, which will totally take their money in a heartbeat here at the Huff household. But... We went to the uh, Indiana or Indy Fuel hockey game, which was a lot of fun. I don't know if you've been to uh, Indy Fuel hockey game. And at the end of the game, they were auctioning off. Uh, you could stay and you could bid on jerseys that the players wore during the game. And TJ's son, Tice, who's a young man that's that just graduated high school here a couple of years ago, he was doing the auction, and so I texted TJ and said, "Hey, is this your son out here?" He said, "Yeah, it's his, you know he's kind of doing that." And anyway, they they do a lot of things, is my point. And if, maybe you need someone to help, uh, either with a real estate auction, or maybe you have an estate that you need to um, that you oversee, or whatever the case may be, and you need someone to help out. Strongly encourage you to check out the folks at Freegee Auctioneers. FreegeeAuctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, Auctioneers, with an S, dot com. Check them out today. So, <clears throat> one other thing, I guess housekeeping tip here. Doing the drawing for the Justin Moore, we have four pairs of tickets. I've given away one, one pair. The drawing is for anyone, if you want these tickets, it's for anyone who's a newsletter subscriber. Being a newsletter subscriber, totally free. And there's going to be two more, three more drawings. I'll do one of those drawings today. And you get tickets to the the concert here June 25th in Morgan County, Morgan County Fairgrounds in Martinsville. ToddHuffShow.com slash subscribe if you want to register. Just subscribe to the newsletter and register for those drawings. And if you get that done this morning, you'll be in today's drawing as well. So check your emails because I'm emailing. All I have is emails, right? I just have emails of folks. So Check your email to make sure um, to see if you've you've won those. So that will be going out a little bit later today. So sorry about all the housekeeping stuff there. So I want to get back to what we were talking about last segment, which which is this this notion, the larger notion of of liberalism, which is that government can solve all all problems. Government can solve everything. Anything. It's effectively God in the minds of some people. And I, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but literally for some people it is. I've had liberals tell me, I'm not making this up, I could show you the email. But government, I had an individual email me, she's and she said is the closest thing to a religion 
her politics slash government is the closest thing to a real uh, religion that she has, which is sad to me. I mean, you can believe whatever you want. You know what I believe. We talk about that on here. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible and believe Jesus is the son of God. You're free to, to reject that. But I'll say this. We're not all right. <laughs> we're not all right. There cannot not be a God and be a God simultaneously. Um, it's just that's not the way that science in fact science would tell us that that's not true it's one or the other maybe both are wrong but it's one or the other well i guess there either is or isn't a god i was thinking differences between religions but the truth is free to believe uh whatever we want but this notion of believing in government as a type of god is just is sad to me because of the limitations of government government is comprised of the same people that you see walking down the street that you work with that you see down at the local Walmart or whatever, um, and in a lot of cases, a whole lot worse people running government. And it always amazes me too. I have we have a friend or someone that were um, actually in in the family who's really anti big business, and I, that's okay. I'm not pro. I'm not defe- I'm not defending everything every business ever does. So I'm not pro every action that a business person takes but he's really skeptical of of businesses and big you know big corporations and i'm not saying you shouldn't be but at the same time he looks to government with all of his hope with all of his aspirations he casts those upon the government it's the same stinking people oftentimes government officials are paid for by the people that he thinks are absolute crooks lunatics and liars and it's the same people oftentimes that run for government that you know came from big business in some instances. Again, this isn't a blanket statement. It's just simply to say why do people put their faith in a group of people who get together and say, we're your government and we're going to solve all of your problems. When I was in Washington, D.C., and this is what I wanted to get to this segment, you know, my original plan was to um, go to – it was a pre-law program I did there. This is 20-some years ago now. And my plan was to then go to law school and to get involved either in uh, our legal system, maybe one day being a judge or who knows. At one point in time, I even thought about um, pursuing some sort of a path into politics to stop some of the, the crazy stupidity that we're being subjected to. And I have, by the way, for the record, no interest in doing that. Uh, now I get asked that sometimes. I, I just don't. This is the point. That's the whole point of this. I feel. And I, I, I felt that I learned this back in 1999 in D.C. The real way to influence and, and impact change uh, in this country is, you know, politicians are a reflection oftentimes of what who we are collectively as a, as a people. You know, the same is true for advertisements. Advertising – um, sometimes is blamed for pushing the envelope in culture and moving in a certain direction. And there's, a, I guess, a degree of truth there. I'm not rejecting that totally. But more likely than not, advertisers are holding up a mirror to society and showing them who they are, right? And then to say, my product will let you see what you want to see in yourself. You buy my product or service and you'll You'll have the status or you'll be the person. And they're reflecting sometimes some things that are not very wholesome or um, 
you can see it all over now with, I mean, some of the, the woke corporations. They believe that that's a, a chunk of America, or at least the louder chunk of Americans. <clears throat> and so politicians sometimes, again, that's that's who they that's who they are. They want to be they want to reflect to you what they think you want to see, and then they don't do anything. There's no man like the Wizard of Oz. There's no nothing behind the curtain. Don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. There's nothing going on, really. There's no substance there. It's just a bunch of it's a performance. It's a performance. These folks are performing to get your vote, to get your dollar. This is, again, broad brush, and there are some who go in with the intentions of making bigger changes. Some of them stick to their guns. Many of them, most of them don't. They go into the system and become just another. uh, They realize how cush it is. They realize the benefits, how much easier it is to go along, how much easier it is to be fawned over, which I'll play a soundbite of, Kamala being fawned over by the media when she's uh, down in Central America talking about the larger under uh, underlying problems of illegal immigration, of course, ignoring ignoring the steps that can be taken right now to, to kind of to stop the flow or to slow the flow. But she's being fawned over. People like that. Who wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't like to be adored and fawned over? I mean, there's something about our nature that, that just wants to be to be liked but if you want to make a difference if you want to make a change i think that the way that you most effectively do that is by is by influencing other people that's why i do this program that's why we have conservative not bitter university i think that if we want to win this country we're going to have to be more persuasive we're going to have to be able to articulate our our ideas better we're going to have to uh find and support candidates who have more um, beliefs that are in line with the constitution constitutional conservatism the way that we were created to live as people with liberty we're going to have to have more of those people on the ticket certainly so there's a role for politicians but just having the right person on the ticket isn't enough we've got to have people who understand the issues, what's at stake. We have to reframe the argument. We have to make sure that uh, people understand just what the role of government is. And so, and so that's why we, that's why I do this program. So again, why we have conservative, not bitter university. It's to make a bigger influence and impact. And I do think that if, if more of these ideas were embraced if truth and goodness spread i saw a video yesterday of a group of women on top of a cop car that was driving through chicago they twerking on the top the 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 car the hood of the car as officers were driving it a crowd of people had surrounded they were filming it there was loud loud music and the cops didn't do anything i mean the cops just basically rode with them on i can't even ride down the street without my seatbelt on yet these folks are twerking on a cop car with really no no consequence this is i'm saying that there's no governor there's there's no person as a politician that's going to fix the what's going on in the minds and hearts of people to where they think that that is a good thing acceptable 
whatever the case may be that those are problems these are these are problems that we have to influence in cultural ways through dare i say the church oh, my goodness can't say that don't want that but these are the things that have to happen right it's not someone needs to go in there and give a speech what's that going to do that's going to just be make that person a target to be egged or booed or whatever or to be censored or to be screamed at we got to find a way to influence influence and persuade influence and persuade and i've got to take a break Oz has influenced and persuaded me to take a break here. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So this is... um, I referenced this last segment. This is going to be a shorter segment because I'm, I went long that, that last segment. But this is Kamala, Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris in what's she, Guatemala, I think, um, taking questions from what one would believe to be a reporter. This, this story at first was just, I don't know, um, just to me exposing the media. But once you understand what happened here, This is even a lot worse than this. So during the event, I'm going to play just a bit of this soundbite. Kamala is taking questions. Um, Actually, I'm sorry. I said Guatemala. She's in Mexico City now. She was in Guatemala before. Now she's in Mexico City at a press conference. And an individual by the name of Maria Fernanda of Univision is is introduced and and is then given the floor to ask a question. So she's given the floor to ask a question, and this is what, this is how that goes down. Listen to this. Listen carefully, because I'm going to talk about this in a second. Our next question will come from Maria Fernanda at Univision. Thank you, Madam Vice President. For me, it's an honor because I actually got to vote for the first time as a nationalized citizen, and I voted for you. So my question is, what would you say to the... Did you catch that? And I voted for you. And I voted (laughs) for you. Now, I'll play the rest of this question so you can hear it, but... Women, those mothers, and also women of color on both sides of the border, farmers, many of them who I see every day, um, as a message of hope, but also as what will you do for them in the next coming years that's a great what will you do for them again how can liberalism solve all all these social problems and and so forth um but that's not what i want to talk about this is presumably this is at a press conference it sounds correct me if i'm wrong here i'm not by the way on this but correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like they're introducing someone who's a member of the media does it not someone who is interested in asking a question as a member of the media they're introduced as maria fernanda from univision turns out that's not who this person is this person is it's even better than what you think it's not that this person is from another media outlet because initially the you know the take is why is someone in the media telling the vice president of the United States that they voted for them. 
What on earth have we gotten to? But as you dig deeper here, this person who spoke is Maria Fernanda Reyes. She's not a reporter for Univision. And this is, I'm looking here at an article at Fox News. She, she talked with Fox on the telephone about this. Univision confirmed that uh, this particular individual does not have a relationship with, uh, with the company. And this is what uh, well they they have a um, they have a uh, comment from the actual media representative saying she was in Miami at the time. But listen, Reyes, the person who asked the question, was a San Francisco Bay entrepreneur, and she said, "I'm looking at this article from Fox News." She said she spends much of her time traveling and works with farmers in the U.S., Mexico, and India. She was in Mexico City Tuesday assisting Mayan farmers and working with the country's poor to help them navigate COVID-19 when she was asked by fellow entrepreneurs to attend the vice president's event. Then, <laughs> when she was at the event, she was, I guess, they asked people if they wanted to ask a question. Um... And she did, and she was given the opportunity, and she was introduced. You heard the soundbite as though she's a member of the media. What in the world is going on here? You look at this. Again, you, you look at they can't even run a press conference, their own press conference. They don't even know who's in the media and who's a regular person. <clears throat> Excuse me, voice going out there. They don't even know what's going on. Just like at their debates, when they have these presidential debates, they talk about equal pay for equal work and equality for everybody. And then you look at the amount of time they gave each candidate to, spoke during their, to speak during their debate, and you'll find that one candidate, typically Biden, maybe Bernie, whoever, had a substantial lead, and it was, <clears throat> it was far from being equal. They want equality in all areas of life. They can't even manage one little event, be it a, uh, be it a debate presidential debate or be at a press conference they can't even manage these things it is laughable when they make the promises that they make us including what the levels of the seas are going to be in a hundred years when they can't even they can't even make sure the person asking the question is who they tell us that they are and a member of the media insanity my friends quick time out back here in just a minute My friends, by the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Wallace Construction. Wallace Construction, located here in central Indiana, asphalt, paving, seal coating, patching, concrete. You have a project in your, well, it's your home, in your community, maybe your neighborhood, school, business, whatever the case may be, family owned with over 45 years experience. Check them out online, Wallace Construction Inc. That's I-N-C, WallaceConstructionInc.com, or call them, 317-422-5356, 317-422-5356. You know, they've done, uh, they do a lot of projects around this particular area. They've done our local school, I believe. They've done uh, many churches. In fact, they did our churches not too long ago. They did some work uh, there as well. 
a lot of the streets here. The ones that are in good shape. If it's in bad shape, I can guarantee you they didn't do it. It's amazing the quality difference. But anyway, WallaceConstructionInc.com. So I mentioned earlier that there are nine, I'm looking here at Bongino.com, 9.3 million vacancies in in the labor market. People are looking uh, at, to fill 9.3 million positions. And we're told by the Biden administration that this has nothing to do with any policies. You ever notice this? Their policies can ch- can change everything on the front side. Their policies can bring in utopia on earth. They can stop racists from texting their attorney like Hunter Biden. Of course, they don't do those things, but that's these are the sorts of things we're promised. The sea levels will – remember Obama during his – uh, victory speech after he won in 2008. This is the moment, my friends, that the sea levels are going to be receding. Sea levels are going to know to bow down to this great President Obama. These are the things we're told and promised. But we're told here that policy has nothing to do with businesses not being able to fill to fill these jobs. Bet me it doesn't. The 20-some-odd states that have cut the federal... Uh, unemployment bonus or benefit or whatever you call this thing, the $300 weekly benefit, the 20-some-odd states that cut that had seen an immediate increase in job searches. <gasps> shockingly, shockingly, states cut early. Instead of going to September or whatever, it goes to June. And in this state, it's June, the week of June 19th. After June, the week of June 19th, there's not going to be any more of that federal unemployment assistance. Job searches go up. Who would have thought? Not one person in the Biden administration even considered that to be a remote possibility. Let that sink in. That is our leadership today. Quick timeout. Back here in just a minute. Skeptical. We should be very, very skeptical. Skeptical of people who tell us that they can solve problems that we know that they can't. People who tell us they can do things that are simply impossible, that violate human nature, that violate all sorts of philosophical truths, the role of government. But yet that's what liberals do. The Democrat Party does each and every day, and they get votes for it because it sounds good. We've got to teach people that this is not the case. I've got to go. Thanks so much for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. There's a lot.